Christmas, everyone. Welcome back to the Three in the Key podcast. Myself, Rai Chai, sitting across from the one and only MD. It's the holidays, my friend. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, I just want to let everyone know that we're a hardworking podcast. We're a legit podcast. How many podcasts do you know are filming and recording on Christmas Eve? Not many. That's Not many right. at all. That's right. You're welcome, listeners. We are dedicated to our craft, and we thank you for listening to us, enjoying our time together, and enjoying our voices. Yeah, and our voices are probably sounding a little bit better this episode, I'm sure those of you listening are picking up on, because we have some new equipment, a couple of microphones we're using. It's not just us shouting into Miles's MacBook speaker anymore or my phone speaker. They are legit microphones sitting in front of us, inches away from our lips. And it's amazing. <laughs> Santa came early in the form of Rai Chai delivering this pod some much needed audio equipment. Yeah, no kidding. Our voices were kind of getting drowned out yeah. at times from the background music. So it's going to be nice to hear ourselves talk on the podcast. I know. It'll be or like some random motorcycle driving by <laughs> and not having to hear like the like in the background. Toilet flushes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Any kind of awkward noises. We've finally got it down. We're getting more advanced. We're, we're growing up. This podcast is growing up. We really are. In another First sense. First Christmas together, we should get an ornament, you know. <laughs> we should. First Three in the Key podcast. It's like our baby. It it's is. Our, our baby together. It's definitely going on the Three in the Key tree for sure. In another sense, I'm also growing up because I am officially graduated now, MD. Woo-woo! Yes! Oh my yes. goodness. I am done, man. And I am not looking back. I am going to enjoy this break, and I'm a I'm bachelor, man. I mean, not in the sense that I'm single or anything like that, but I have a degree that says I'm a bachelor <laughs> of academics, and uh, it's been a long journey, nine years. For those of you who don't know, it took me nine freaking years to get my bachelor's degree, but I did it. That's all that matters in the end, and I am looking forward to what's ahead. If anyone knows any web developer jobs that are hiring, shout me out. I will gladly listen to you guys because it's time to work and make some money. <laughs> Mamba mentality. Persevere for nine years. That's my guy. Yep. That's it, man. Mamba kept me going for sure. Late nights watching some clips. Like, if he can do this, I can do it. And uh, it's been done. That's awesome, dude. Well, with you ending school, it looks like I'm going back to school. Well, my wife's going back to oh, school. Oh, I was like, what? You are? I'm just counting it as my, I might as well count it as myself going back to school because I know I'll probably have to help her on her homework, all the stresses out. I mean, it won't be as hard, but I'm going to still consider it going back to school for myself. You know, we're married. We're one. So I'm going back to school, too, to get my master's at Baylor. My wife will do all the work, but I'll still want to be called a master, you know, <laughs> master Dacio, preferably. Yeah, keep it in the bedroom, man. I don't want to know <laughs> that you want to be called master. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is very much a team effort, though. You're absolutely right for Wendy, my wife. So much shenanigans she had to put up with, man. I mean... <laughs> She had to help me make sure I had lunches in the morning because I'd be so tired doing homework. She would know that I would just eat out every single day if I, she didn't help make lunches for the next day or dinners also. Shout out Wendaya. 
shout out um and and then you know they're just putting up with you having a tighter schedule and not as available so yes you are very much going to be in this with your wife once she starts her master's program so it sounds like i just have to start making lunches every day for Teresa. lunches and dinners and dinners and dinners yeah i had to have portable meals made for both so yeah dude you're gonna have to step up your game quite a bit your favorite portable meal Frozen burritos. Frozen burritos. <laughs> All right, T, you're getting a bunch of frozen burritos, babe. Sorry. I <laughs> ate so many frozen burritos while I was finishing school. It is unspeakable. Dude, the chimichangas that you heat up for like two minutes are amazing. Yeah. They're that, so good. That's the thing. I've always been a big fan of quantity over quality, which is a terrible thing to a lot of people. But for me, I'm like, you know what? This is know 50 cents per frozen burrito i'm just putting a bunch of those in the shopping cart and i'm good the rest of the week and that's where wendy would come in and make some actual homemade meals but anyways i'm ranting now just know guys we got some new mics we're sounding better i'm graduated md's getting ready to step up his game and become more of a master and good things are ahead for all of us so let's go ahead and start recapping and getting into this episode So looking at the last three games, MD, you and I are both optimistic that the Lakers would handle business on at the start of this onslaught of difficult games, but they dropped three in a row. They lost at Indy 102-105, um, then they lost at Milwaukee 104-111, and then at Denver 104-128. So it wasn't an ideal end to the road trip. Um, They're battling injuries. AD didn't play on, um, I think it was the game against Indy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. And, And then Milwaukee, AD, and LeBron were both playing, but they still just fell asleep in the first half. And then at Denver, LeBron didn't play. So there are some built in excuses for why they lost, and we'll get into them in a moment. But um it it's still some cause for for concern for sure the lakers are still holding strong first seed in the west i think they're three games up over denver right now um but they're showing signs of weakness so that's really going to lead us into our first key for today md and discussing whether or not there's legitimate reason to panic over the lakers season going forward do they have what it takes to maintain the hot start that they had? Or was a lot of the success that we had early strictly dependent on the easy schedule? What are your thoughts, my friend? I just have really one thought about this. This entire kind of, other than injuries, obviously this whole 0-3 streak is two things. Injuries and three-point shooting. That's it. That's the whole reason why the Lakers lost these games. I mean, the Indiana game, no one could hit a three. It was disgusting. It was so bad. And I mean, we still ended up losing by two. No AD. But when LeBron isn't having a great shooting game and then Dwight has 20 and we still can't kind of, you know, win against an Indiana team that's lower on the east side that is in the JV conference, we're not going to succeed. We're not... Like you said, like when we talked about how the Lakers peaked, that just keeps going back in my head, like replaying mm-hmm. in my head 
all the time, especially these last three losses. Um, I definitely see there's improvement for shooting. Hopefully Danny Green comes alive or someone comes alive. More consistent um, help from the second unit or the role players. But we're seeing what happens um, when LeBron and AD carry the load for so long. That was like maybe a third almost of the season or a quarter of the season, and LeBron and AD were carrying the load, and look what happens. They get injured. Right, and my concern is we're kind of seeing a repeat of what LeBron's seen for a lot of his career where he's able to carry his teams into legitimate finals runs, but if he is ever injured or sits and it's on the rest of his teammates to step up and do something, they're just going to fall apart and they're going to be – a very average or below average team and so far whenever lebron or ad have sat they haven't been able to produce results very consistently so if there's so much riding upon the health of the two superstars it's concerning because we can lose ground in the west pretty quickly in the competitive western conference and then also for the playoffs if you know god forbid something happens to one of our star players then there's not much of a cushion to fall back on with our role players because they're just not consistent. And these past three games in particular have highlighted that at Indy, at Milwaukee, at Denver. Those are all great teams. I know Indy hasn't been getting a lot of respect recently, but they are a great all-around team. I think you mentioned it on the last episode. And when you're playing against good teams, there's less wiggle room for error. And when Danny Green isn't shooting well or or Jean Rondo isn't playing well, or Alex Caruso or Kuzma isn't shooting very well, then you're not going to get bailed out by the other team not playing well. And these past three games have highlighted that. So there is reason for concern as far as I see it. Um, The Lakers need to find some consistency, but I don't know if it's present with the current roster. Um, But I think something does does need to change and I'm not necessarily saying that you know you need to overhaul what's been happening so far this season but the mentality we need Iggy we need Iggy (laughs) Iggy come (laughs) please Iggy trade somehow it's what I want for Christmas it's what I want for Christmas make it happen someone to help the second unit but mentality needs to change like play the players that are around LeBron and AD can't just see it as oh this is their team I'm just here to play the small insignificant role and just be here if they pass me the ball like there needs to be more aggression there needs to be more purpose for some of the players that are on this roster to not be content with only taking five or six shots a night like be aggressive you know you need to be able to shoot yourself out of these slumps every once in a while I think the debate there then is does that happen when Kuzma comes comes back, you know, when he comes mm-hmm. back from injury? Is he going to be that guy? Because that's his role. That was his role, right? They're expecting him to be that six man to help keep the consistency and the scoring up. And we saw it for that little run where he just would go off and he never started. He would always come off the bench, mm-hmm. come off a little hot and then boom. But like I said, is he a Michael Beasley where he's just injured or he's not consistent? We'll find out. We'll find out real quick. I think seeing this upcoming game tomorrow against the Clippers. Not only is it a rematch um, from our first loss, but it will also be a kind of um, thermometer to see where that second unit is and see how they can bounce back, Mm -hmm. especially when that's – I mean, 
the Clippers are notoriously known for their second unit of Harrell and Lou Williams and the right. second unit it's changes the game. They I just looked at the um, point differential the other day or I saw it on Reddit, the Lakers subreddit, and the breakdown of each of the teams that the Lakers face. Bucks are the top two teams in the East and the top two and the Lakers and the Clippers were included as well. And Denver. It was Milwaukee, Denver, Clippers, and it just showed how evenly the scoring comes from all of those other great teams right mm-hmm. now compared to the Lakers. Like, it's literally all LeBron and AD. Maybe someone gets, like, one, one to almost 10 points a couple times, one person. But, like, if you look at the breakdowns from Denver, from um, the Clippers, from Milwaukee, like, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Everyone's scoring. I mean – for Milwaukee, it was like Giannis gets like 37 a game, but that's yeah. understandable. But Chris Middleton has like 20. Then all of their other starters have like 10 to 12 points. Right. And then their bench has two players off the bench have averaging 10 points. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, it's coming from all over. Clippers, Harold and Lou Williams, I think, are still averaging like 40 points a game, 40 or 50 points a game coming off the bench. That's ridiculous. Yeah, man. They, they should be starting on any other team. Seriously. So. Seriously. And then Denver – they're back. They're alive and kicking. Yeah, they we, are. I mean, they destroyed us. I was watching the game. It wasn't even close. The first half, I was like, okay. But I could kind of tell, like, this game isn't – like the, it had the feel of it's going to be a blowout anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And the second half, third quarter, that's when it happened. Jeez, they took over. Yeah. And just AD was too tired. They just doubled him, took care of him, and no one else could help. Right. That's what happens when LeBron's gone. And for all, I mean, and this might be something we talk about too. So for a for all of the hype about LeBron making his team better, the question is, does he really make his team better when he's not on the floor? When he's on the floor, he makes his team better. But are they really better? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they can't do anything when he's not there. Right. So they're not better. They just look better. It's like the uh, – uh, from how I met your mother, the cheerleader effect. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Where it's like together, all those girls look prettier, but if you look at them individually, <laughs> they're all very not pretty at all. Yeah. There's a yeah. There's a definitely a boost in your confidence when you're on the floor with LeBron because you know that if you get to a certain point, a certain position on the floor, he's going to find you, even if it's a difficult pass. That's just how good LeBron is. Or he's so good that he commands a double team that you're going to get an open look if you just are in the right place at the right time. <clears throat> but that's a great point that you bring up because a lot of these players that are on our roster right now, um, Rondo, Troy Daniels, Quinn Cook, Dudley, Kuz, if LeBron's not on the floor, they're kind of just these average players that can't really do anything on their own. And it sucks to say that for Kuz because we were really relying on him being that third piece for us and to step up to be more independent and be able to create his own shots and um, scoring abilities. But it just hasn't come around for him or a lot of our other role players so far. Um, I will say, though, I do want to give some praise to Alex Caruso, Bald Mamba, because that man makes a difference when he's on the court. And Dwight, man. And Dwight, yes. yes. Those, those step two. in for AD and score 20. Yeah, huge. And I think it was a perfect field goal yeah. game for him, wasn't he? Like 10 for 10. 10 for 10. Yes. He's had a couple of those this season. Yeah. And so 
He had a double double too. I think he had like twelve boards. Yeah, and like three blocks, man. He really like he played like old Dwight. Right. He had a he had one of those plays in um, I think it was at Indiana against the Pacers when he was like tipping the ball up in the air trying to get the rebound. He was fighting for it, and it like got tipped up once or twice, and he finally gets it, corrals it, and he like puts it up to the basket and it banks in, and he got fouled too, so he got an and one, and he just has like all this energy. He's flexing on the rest of the team. You know he's. I just love that about Dwight, that he's been able to play with so much more passion and joy for the game this season. And he deserves all the the respect and love that he's getting right now, even after his crazy career and uh, previous Lakers tenure did not ending so well. But for sure, Alex Caruso, Dwight Howard are playing really, really well. I know Alex Caruso doesn't light up the box score by any means, but just his effort, his energy – what he brings when he's on the court. I don't, I don't ever question him stepping up in in a big moment. Like I, I can, I see him and I trust him being out there. I know if he's open, he's going to make the right decision to shoot or to pass or to guard hard or whatever. It just, he brings it and same with Dwight, but the other guys, I'm just not seeing it so far. And that's kind of why I'm concerned for the team going forward. That's not even like a starting five. Who do we have confidence in? Yeah, it's AD, Dwight, LeBron, AC. So four players of our 15 man squad. Yeah. That's great. I know. And two of them are, are bench players. Yeah. Legitimately, come but. off the bench. I mean, they end games, but yeah. they still come off the bench. Like, right. Uh, it's a scary time right now. I know. So, I mean, we don't want to, I don't want to be too much of a downer, but I just wanted to highlight that the last three losses do expose a lot of flaws of the Lakers. They're still a superior team in the league, sitting at 24-6, and six, winning 80% of our games so far. But that narrative that I hate that was spoken earlier in the season of the Lakers' success being tied to their early schedule can start to become more valid if we continually drop these games against higher-performing teams. But like I mentioned earlier, there were some built-in excuses for us with injuries um, the past few nights. But that makes this upcoming game on Christmas Day against the Clippers so much more important for us because both teams are healthy. Our stars are going to be out there. We got beat by the Clippers on opening night, so there's a revenge factor of us really wanting to beat them. If we can beat them, that says a lot about our team. Um, you know, even if it's even if it's close and competitive, they drop it. it. It says a lot about our team too, making improvements from what happened on opening night. But um, you got to handle business and and beat these top tier teams to separate yourself. So we'll see if it happens. Um, and I think that'll serve kind of as our segue to previewing Christmas Day and and the game that's going to happen because I'm looking forward to it. So let's go ahead and get into that and see what we got to look forward to. So Christmas Day, I'm going to my aunt's house in Marina Valley. And it's just like her second or third house because she lives in L.A. Uh And she has no internet, no cable. I think she has like two TVs, but I don't even know why she has TVs because what do you connect them to? Wow. Nothing. Like a DVD player will just watch like old reruns of something. Probably some Filipino songs. But probably be karaoke. Yeah. But no I just games. realized I'm gonna. Ha- I will have. You know what? I will save all my data up right now. And just watch the two and a half hour Laker game 
on my phone or beg to go home early. I'll, we'll find out one or the other. Maybe I'll drive myself Dude. Go to uh, someone else's house next door neighbor and ask if I can yeah, watch please. and join. Can I watch the Laker game yeah. with you? Um, but this Laker game preview another kind of uh, test, another thermometer to see where we're at. What are you looking for? Is there anything specific you're looking for for tomorrow? For, yeah, there is. Um, the big thing for me is our guard play um, for the Lakers. I know that our front court has all the capability in the world to dominate, and I act, I expect them to dominate this game with defense and interior scoring. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I'm mainly thinking of um, LeBron, AD, Dwight, even JaVale, too. But our backcourt, we are very vulnerable to being exploited both three-point shooting defense um and our offense just being subpar in comparison to the opposing team's backcourt so for the clippers having such a strong backcourt um i mean you have beverly uh, pg Kawhi, those guys can dominate on both sides of the ball right more so pg and Kawhi than than beverly he's more one-sided defense but I'm going to be watching that very closely because I want to see Danny Green step up again like he did in the opener where he was just raining threes, taking them with confidence, helping keep us afloat, and making sure that we didn't lose by more than 10 because we really should have been blown out of that game. Who um, starts, KCP or Avery Bradley? Um, I... That's tough because yeah, KCP's actually been playing decently. I, I would start KCP. Yeah, I'd start KCP. I think you have a better chance of getting off to a hotter start with KCP out there for what he brings offensively than putting Bradley out there to start the game. And that's not to say that Bradley doesn't have value, because he certainly does, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I want the Lakers to get off to a, a hot start and, you know. Just but do you not want to save KCP then for that second unit to at least help? kind of mitigate and match the second unit of the Clippers because yeah. Avery Bradley is definitely a drop-off offensively for that second unit. Mm -hmm. And we know the Clippers' second unit performs just as well as that first unit. Right. That's uh, a good question. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to both of them. Right. I, I kind of like the matchup more of Bradley chasing around like a Lou Williams. Um, and just being like, like Vogel telling Bradley, like, I don't care, you know, what's happening offensively for you tonight, but I just want you to make sure that Lou Williams does not get easy yeah. looks. Does not go off the Contest line. it. He's right. going to make shots because he's that good, but mm -hmm. make sure that he's not helping the Clippers to stay in the game or extend right. their lead or whatever. Because he can get 20 points, but make sure he doesn't get eight assists on his pick and pop to Montrezl Harrell. Right. And he should, Harrell should not have 20 points. Something right. like that. No. Yeah. No, definitely if not. If you're going to give him one, mitigate, like get rid of the other, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I, I would rather him, Bradley be chasing around uh, Lou Williams, but we'll see. You're right. KCP has been playing a lot better recently. Um, I mean, from the beginning of the season to where he is now, huge improvements, huge improvements. Huge improvements, but at the same time, the money that we've paid him could easily be, yeah, for another year, for next year, could be an Eric Gordon or someone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm curious, like, kind of where we see that next year or 
if we make trades mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. But it'll be again another uh, pH test to see where we're at. Yeah. Um, and see where that second unit's at, and see how they handle the best second unit in the NBA to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, easily the the best second unit in the NBA. Um, I. <laughs> Please, Santa, let the Lakers win <laughs> on Christmas Day. I am begging you. It would just be a great. It would just be a great lift me up from these last three losses for one, and then for two to avenge for the opening night loss. But most importantly, I want the Lakers to make a statement that these last three games, although concerning, aren't what's to be expected going forward when they are at full strength in the playoffs or in deep into the regular season. So I think a statement needs to be made. Um, are you willing to make a prediction right here, right now on who wins this game? Oh yeah. Uh, Lakers are definitely going to win this game. I know I uh, went crazy last time predicted three and oh. I should have stayed with one and two. <laughs> you were so close to <laughs> yeah. to nailing that prediction. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Lakers are going to win a close one, and it's going to come down to free throws. And I'm going – it's going to be a high-scoring game, higher-scoring game than normal. And I'm going to go – it's going to be very similar to that Milwaukee game mm-hmm. where both defenses will step it up, but it'll still be in the hundreds. Lakers won – 113 Clippers 110 110 109 110 109 109 it'll be a four-point game because they'll still shoot that shot at the end but uh, it'll be like two points then they'll foul and then either AD or LeBron will go up for the two free throws to Mm kind of end the game then they're going to try and hit a three and they're going to miss it PG or Kawhi will take a three and miss it. That's what I'm going to predict. Okay. Well, I like that outcome. Lakers winning, of course. I also have the Lakers winning, and I'm going to have them winning winning, <laughs> winning <laughs> by a hefty margin, 15 points. Wow. I think I – and I'm trying to discern and confidently say that I am speaking more logically than I am with just my heart. And – my reason for saying 15 plus is I just believe that the Lakers front court in particular is so much better than the Clippers that they're going to be getting no easy points at the bucket and the Lakers are going to dominate them in the paint so that the Clippers are going to be forced to have to be making tough, tough contested shots to be able to stay in the game and to keep up with the Lakers. I think we're going to suffocate them on defense. Um, so I'm going to say the Lakers win by 15 on Christmas, 115-100. Wow. I mainly chose 115-100 because I couldn't do math quick enough for any other <laughs> score. So. <laughs> but my main prediction, Lakers by 15. <laughs> wow. That's exciting. I'm excited to watch that game and see which pans out. Who knows? Maybe the Lakers win by 20. That'd be crazy. It'd be a great game. I'd watch everything. I'd watch it all. I'd 
relish in the beatdown of the Clippers. Yeah, I'll be texting you, man. So when you're not watching it and you're watching <laughs> DVD. Yeah, listen, watching some old Christmas movie on DVD <laughs> or listening to karaoke, please. Hey, that's what the cell phone's for, man. Did. Yeah, I know. I'll definitely be uh, streaming it on the phone for sure. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that's Christmas Day, man. I cannot wait. And going into our third key, third and final key of the episode for today, let's kind of talk through what our Lakers wish list is. We've got Christmas coming up tomorrow. It is Christmas Eve today as we're recording. What do you want old St. Nick to put in your gift basket for the Lakers? Maybe it's Andre Iguodala making his way to the team next year. Maybe it's better three-point shooting for this haunted Lakers team of terrible three-point shooters, it seems. Maybe it's better hair. Maybe Dwight Howard's hair isn't doing it for you, or Kyle Kuzma's ever-changing hair is getting on your nerves. What is it that you want the jolly man in red to bring you? Three-point shooting for sure. Um, better? <laughs> I was watch, uh, more Kuzma games. I read a post on Reddit and someone was like, Kuzma's had more hairstyles than games he's played this season. <laughs> and so I just want him to play more games. Please have some, at least he can score 10 points. We can have someone else at least average 10 points. Um, obviously Iggy would be a dream, but... I don't know. I'm going to take a look right now to see if any other like players specifically the Lakers would want. Yeah. What about you? What is your Christmas wish list? Ooh, okay. So I've been thinking about this, and I desire for the Lakers to – how do I put this? I really want them to become a team that – isn't dependent upon their matchups and I guess that I guess kind of what this boils down to is I want them to separate themselves from the rest of the pack in the league because right now I feel like they're so clustered with a bunch of other teams at least as as much as they're performing so far that they haven't separated themselves and proven that they are the team to beat in the NBA and I so badly want that to be the case for the Lakers where Everyone in the league has them circled, wanting to dethrone them, wanting to beat them. They they were trending towards that direction when they had that incredible road win streak, and everyone wanted to be the one to knock them off on their road trip. But I want that to carry on into the rest of the season so that come April, come even March towards the end of the season, that um, the Lakers are just clear cut and away the best team in the league that is my wish and i do hope it comes true um so yeah that that is it (laughs) just complete dominance i want there to be no mercy man (laughs) is it so much to ask for a perfect season come on santa (laughs) 82 and 0 man Can you tell that I've been a disgruntled <laughs> Lakers fan yeah. for too long? Yeah, <laughs> just a little long. Just like, a little long. Just get a little bit of a taste of success, and I immediately want complete dominance. <laughs> All right, you ready to uh, close this bad boy out? Yeah, let's do it, man.
So to close out, let's look ahead for the next. Other than the Clippers game tomorrow, the Lakers, to close out 2019, are playing Portland on Saturday. have a back-to-back. Portland and on Saturday the 28th, and then Dallas on Sunday. Another rematch with Dallas. Yep. It should be exciting. I know a few people, a few of my friends are going to that game, so wow. I'm excited for them to check it out. Um, I wonder, is Luka back on I that game? I don't know, but does it matter? I think we've seen Porzingis kind of rise and those other players really step up. Tim Hardaway Jr., yeah. Dorian Finney-Smith, they've all really stepped up and taken more shots. So... The Dallas role players are doing exactly what we hoped the Lakers role players would do. Great. (laughs) (laughs) And stepping up when they're missing a superstar, scoring more points, taking advantage of it. I think to me, that's when you, when we talked about it earlier about how someone makes someone else better. That's to me when you really see if someone else has made another player has made other players better. When that player is gone, have those players stats actually improved or was Mm -hmm. it just kind of some hype? some band-aid and we actually saw luca has instilled confidence in tim hardaway jr and dorian finney smith to the point where they're legitimately better players now right and they're playing at that level where they don't need luca necessarily to beat a milwaukee or mm-hmm. to beat these other teams and as long as Kristaps keeps hitting those threes that are 10 feet behind the three-point line he's unstoppable that was like a crazy game to watch yeah. and they've beat those other teams that I thought they would easily get handed losses to. Dallas is on the rise. They're a scary team, but I'm excited to see the Lakers put a beat down on them. Uh, What this three losses have taught the Lakers, if anything, is to be even more hungry than they were. They thought they were hungry, then they let these wins get to their head, and I'm excited to see the ferocity and the intensity to come out from the top to bottom, from Frank to everyone. Even mm-hmm. Frank, like this last game, last few games, he's started to get more teased because I can mm-hmm. see it. He's trying to get the Lakers fired up and get mm-hmm. that second unit going. And hopefully these last three losses will kind of shake things up and get them going. I will predict 3-0. and Clippers win. Portland win. Dallas win. Okay. I hope that's true. I really do. It'd be great to follow up a three-game losing streak with a three-game win streak. I will say I've obviously predicted that the Lakers are beating the Clippers by 15, so that's a win. At Portland on Saturday, win. And then I'm going to say we lose versus Dallas on Sunday. So two and one. Um, It is worth noting that the Portland and Dallas games are back to back so saturday sunday at home though right but we're playing in portland saturday flying back down not a huge flight or anything quick flight but i dallas is tough and i actually am i pulled up an article by what is a cbs sports that said um rick carlisle is expecting luca to be back this week i think on thursday against the spurs so he'll get a game in before he plays the lakers so we're going to be playing a tough Dallas team. So my prediction, 2-1, and one, uh, we drop the game against Dallas. We'll see if it comes true. I hope yours does more than mine, to be honest, and we'll tally up our prediction scores so far. Quick question for you. With that trade of Jordan Clarkson happening, do you wish the Lakers made a trade for Jordan Clarkson? 
would you want to see him back in the Lakers uniform just to play second unit to do exactly what kind of we were expecting Kuz to do? Um, He's been hot lately. He has. Does he play? Here, my concern with Clarkson is whether or not he plays more of a guard than he does a forward. He plays like a combo guard. Okay. So obviously we would trade a guard for him though. Right. Say we get, got rid of Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook or Troy Daniels and some picks. Would you take it? Troy Daniels. If we get picks too? No. Oh, we, we give away picks. Of, like second round picks. Oh, okay. I wouldn't. Um, I think Clarkson is a good scorer as a guard primarily. Um, and this could just be him being in Cleveland and falling into irrelevancy, but I haven't seen him yet prove to be able to be an effective wing player. Um, and I feel like the Lakers are already too deep at the guard position to where he wouldn't, he wouldn't really be bringing too much enough value for me to justify giving up more picks Right. than what we have already given up to get AD. So Jay Crowder is actually on the list being shopped right now by Memphis as well as Iggy. So would you take – say we can't get Iggy because mm-hmm. everyone – they're still asking for a first-round pick mm-hmm. for Iggy, which to me is ridiculous. They're not going to get a first-round pick. First-round pick and Iggy's contract is $17 million. Right. No way. Who's going right. to want to give that up and take $17 mm-hmm. million? Um, would you take Jay Crowder then? Because he's more of exactly what you're hoping for, kind of like a wing defender that can hit a three. It's a little older now, but you're not expecting him to play a ton of minutes. You yeah. want 20 solid minutes from him off the bench. Right. Crowder's averaging 10.5 points, six rebounds, about three assists. Um, I would I would consider that for right. sure. Yeah, I would consider Jay Crowder. I think he'd play well with LeBron and AD space <clears throat> the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, Hasn't he played with Jay Crowder? LeBron? I think LeBron played with Jay Crowder. I don't know if he played. Yeah, he did. I think he did in Cleveland. Did he not make a trade? Because they. I don't know. Maybe not. Jay or was 20, actually yes, 2017, 2018 season, he was on Cleveland. So right. yeah, he did play with LeBron for a little bit. But then did he get shipped out? Yeah, I think so. He played um, 53 games and then. Um, and traded with the Spurs, Memphis, um, Utah. Utah. Yeah. Then he went to Utah. And then he made his way to Memphis. But yeah, for, to answer your question, yes, I would consider a trade. Um, assuming that we're giving up a guard, um, because I think we're just, just way too many. Too guards. many. Like we're, there's so much. There's so much we can do with our rotation that I think sometimes it holds us back from getting in from our players getting into a rhythm. A flow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, to close this out, let's do a little uh, ranking game. All right, so Rai Chai and I are gonna rank our. Did we decide top five? Yeah, Christmas let's do top movies. five. We'll do our top five Christmas movies, um, from the list that we have here. Yes. So if you're ready for this list, it's Home Alone, Elf, The Grinch, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Where he becomes Santa Claus, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life, The Christmas Story, and Charlie Brown Christmas. All great movies. These all are ideal for cozying up with hot cocoa, eating right. some chocolate chip cookies, 
getting into oh, he's the, with the chocolate chip cookies. Always, I love chocolate chip cookies. I am Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, these are great classics, man. These, it's it's tough. Um, these and that list that you just named off, those are just a few that came off the top of our head. So maybe we're missing an absolute classic, but hopefully we included everything. All right, you want to go first, or do you want? Yeah, you want to do from like five to one. Yeah, let's do it. So from five to one. I will definitely rank. To me, it's close and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Miracle on 34th Street, number five. Okay. The one with the girl from Matilda. Not like the old, old one, but uh-huh. the girl in Matilda. Like, dude, uh, classic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. That was one of my favorites. Um, then I will go The Grinch. I actually enjoy The Grinch. Mm-hmm. Fun movie. The one with Jim Carrey as The Grinch was fun. Of course. And then four, so that's five, four, and then number three, Santa Claus. Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Great nice. movie. Nice. I think I've watched that too many times. It's a classic. Yeah. I don't classic. blame you, man. All right, so those are your ranked number five, four, and three. Okay, number five for me, I'm going It's a Wonderful Life. Black and white film. You can get the color restored version as well for your kids out there who need color in their life. Um, classic movie, you know, about a, a man who is on the verge of ending it all and doesn't wish he were even born. But an angel, I think, what's his name? Is his name George? Is George the angel's name? I forget. I forget. He ends up showing him that his life truly is wonderful and gives him insight into what his life and the life of others or what the life of others would look like if he were never born classic makes me cheer up all the time man. just a quick reminder to the lager fans like the season is still wonderful guys this one's specifically for you right we just had three losses but the season's still wonderful right we're still we're still at like what 27 24 27 and 6 like we're still number one in the west number two like we're okay bro we're good Talk me off the ledge, man, please. <laughs> <laughs> if we lose on Christmas Day, you know, someone come find me. <laughs> oh, God, George. <laughs> yeah, I might need to watch this movie. All right, so that's number five for me. Number four, I'm going to go with um, Charlie I mean, Brown Christmas. You can, I was going to say you can pull off the list, too. True, true. But, I mean, these are the ones that came to mind. Charlie Brown Christmas, number four, classic. Let me some peanuts, Charles Schultz, all the good stuff. Number three, I'm going to go with, oh, I'm going to go with. By the way, I think I know what your number one is. Lies. <laughs> I totally. You don't know me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, this is tough. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of coming down to crunch time. That's why my number three, I kind of struggled for a little bit, too. Yeah. Man, some okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm gonna go the Grinch, number three. Mm. Classic Jim Carrey. That smile that goes all the way up yeah. to his forehead. <laughs> Classic. Grinch is a good one. Yeah. I think I yeah, I put the Grinch as my number four. It's Grinch Santa Claus. They're a little bit I know I notice we're picking like at least me, I'm picking the more modern movies. For, to round it out, number two and number one. Number two is Home Alone. Love that movie. Great movie. Awesome. I think that's one of the few movies, and everyone says this, where Home Alone 2 is actually better than Home Alone 1. Mm. It's like the few where the sequel is actually better than 
the first one. To me, only two movies come to mind, Home Alone 2 and The Lord of the Rings. Wow. Number two was The Two Towers was like amazing. It was much better than Fellowship of the yeah, Ring. I, that yeah. scene in Helm's Deep, the ending, Heck all yeah. the it was it was epic. Yes, it was. It so, was. Epic. Um, so I'm doing what did I say again? Home Alone. And for me, my favorite Christmas movie of all time, I'll probably make my kids watch it because my dad made us watch it all the time. Is Charlie Brown Christmas. Aww. I will never forget uh Everyone like getting mad at Charlie for putting the Christmas play on, and then yeah. Linus was blank, and it's like, it's like, what's Christmas really all about? Well, Charlie, I'll <laughs> tell you. And then he reads from the Book of Luke, and it just like reminds me, and it's a great reminder, I think, for everyone the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. Great, great choice. I like that. Um, all right, so for me, my top two at number two, I am going. This is tough now. I am torn right now between these two. Yeah, I know which two. <laughs> I don't know if you do though. Okay, hold up, hold up. I I need to make an audible. The Grinch is out. <laughs> Take the Grinch. <laughs> okay. So my true number three is Elf. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna just recap for you guys. Number five, It's a Wonderful Life. Four, Charlie Brown Christmas. Three, Elf. Two. Home Alone. Wow. And at number one, to the surprise of many, and I think MD as well, Santa Claus. What? I thought for sure Elf was in your number one. It w- I thought it was going to go Home Alone and Elf that you were struggling with. Nope. Santa Claus, I was just quoting this movie last night, and it. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's the line where Charlie, his son, redoes the sleigh because he figures out that his dad tim allen is santa claus and he gets to ride in it and he like makes it all nice and he makes a cookie dispenser in there and he has this line where he says and out pops a cookie (laughs) i said that so randomly last night and i looked around to my family because i think someone was like making cookies or handing me a cookie and i said that and i was like if anyone knows what that's from i will give you a hug and my sister actually knew it uh, my sister is like a year younger than me knew it and i went over there and gave her a hug i feel like it's a quotable movie i like i'm a big tim allen fan and uh i don't know it's just i think i watched a lot as a kid so it has like the nostalgia factor for me so tim allen santa claus my number one christmas movie no way i was not expecting that i thought for sure because i've heard you quote elf so many times that is a great movie i i think i've actually heard you quote quote elf more than i've heard you quote santa claus i mean albeit yeah elf is much more sooner like more modern sure recent than santa claus is definitely i can so i think why santa claus for me is number one is i i kind of treat that movie with a lot of reverence and i mm-hmm. don't watch outside of the christmas season with elf i could watch that like at any time that's so true because you don't quote it just during like christmas time yeah I, you've quoted it, like in the middle of spring right when we're right. playing right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie um so yeah and then home alone just a classic all around um another one that i watched a lot growing up too so yeah man that's those are great movies i want to watch them all now <laughs> that's awesome well guys thanks for joining us merry christmas merry christmas eve 
Yes. Merry day after Christmas. We hope you eat a lot, sleep a lot, get everything you ask for for Christmas, and go Lakers. Absolutely. Enjoy the last few days of 2019, guys. Merry Christmas. See you in the new year. Wait, are we going to record next week? When's New Year's? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday's New Year's Eve. Oh. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>